Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, let's get the thoughts of an Everton fan. Matt Jones is from the Blue Room podcast and the Liverpool Echo. Hello, Matt. Good evening. Um, You know, it was inevitable, wasn't it, this? Yeah, it feels like it's been on the cards for a while now. And and typically with Everton managers in the past, when Farhad Machiri has gone on, Another well-known radio station said, I'm not going to sack this manager. The inevitably gets sacked a few weeks down the line. So that, that almost felt like the, the kiss of death for Frank Lampard. But in all seriousness, you look at those results and you, you go through those numbers that you read out earlier and there is no defending that. And, and the time clearly did come. I think a lot of fans would have said it should have come a, a long time before this. You go back to the you know, the two defeats at Bournemouth before the World Cup where Everton lost 4-1 and 3-0 in the space of four days. You go back to the, the defeat against Wolves, who are bottom of the league on Boxing Day. You go back to the 4-1 defeat at home to Brighton. You go back to the defeat to Southampton, who were bottom of the league as well when they came to Goodison Park. It feels like there's been a, a lot of times where this could have happened and, and the fact that maybe the fans haven't turned on Frank, the fact that Everton have sacked so many managers down the years has certainly you know, made the club and made the supporters want to stick with somebody and get behind somebody. But it's it's just got to a point now where it couldn't go any longer. And it feels as though most Everton fans wish Frank well. They've got nothing but positive words to say about him as a person and an ambassador for the football club. But as a manager, sadly, he's been found wanting. Uh, yeah, look at him from the outside, Matt. It, I'm not sure who the fans would want in the stocks first. Whether you, you say Lampard goes with everyone's best wishes, but the, they've turned on the players in recent days, the fans, and also they've turned, obviously, on the board. The, 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 the board, for, uh, infamously, didn't turn up for one game because of threats against them. It's a difficult environment for a new manager to come into, isn't it? Are, are the fans aware of how they might be perceived on the outside? Well, I think the, the supporters, for, you know, I can only go off my experiences as a season ticket holder. The supporters and, and the things that I've seen at Goodison Park have been largely peaceful. Of course, there's been the reports, well, people saw the videos of what happened with Yerry Meir and Anthony Gordon after the game, and nobody wants to see fans stopping players in the street. But as far as what I've seen, um, there's been there's been nothing violent. The protest after the Southampton game was, was done peacefully, and people got the message across, I think, in the right way with banners. It was the same at West Ham at the weekend. And again, I've not seen anything to suggest otherwise. So I don't necessarily think it's a situation that's volatile and been created by the fans in that way. It feels as though this is just a, 
a, a group of supporters that are at the end of the tether, having seen six years, nearly seven years of, of total mismanagement by far, some would say, I get, going I, back a, a long time under Bill Kenwright. Yeah, I get that. That that wasn't an attempt by me to, to, to demean the fans. I was just trying to wonder what, what kind of an atmosphere a new manager will walk into because whatever happens, the fans aren't going to fall back in love with the owners anytime soon, aren't they? So that's going to have to play into the mind of anyone who's offered the job. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a really difficult situation. And, you know, you, you go through the list of managers that have been, you know, appointed by Farhad Mashiri or whoever's doing the decision-making at Everton, you know, at the weekend he said it wasn't his decision, so I suppose we don't really know anymore. But there's some managers there. You look at, you know, Carlo Angelotti, Marco Silva, who's doing a fantastic job at Fulham. And while there's, there's been some managers there that have come in, you can say, aren't necessarily haven't necessarily done a good job. There are some some there who, who are good football managers and have proven themselves to be elsewhere and and that gets you thinking that, you know, is this the structure? And I think that's where fans are now. People will, people are looking at this and I don't think that's why there was any real great determination and great drive from the fans to sort of force Frank Lampard out. And there's no there's never really anyone turning on him because I think the worry is now that even with, with someone like Frank Lampard gone, the Farhad Mashiri, Bill Kenwright, Denise Barrett Baxendale, Graham Sharp, whoever are still making the decisions, are still pulling the strings. And I think people now are at the point where they feel as though unless Farhad Mashiri sells the football club or unless he brings in more competent people on the board of Everton to make better decisions and implement better structures and give managers and players a chance to thrive, then things are, are just going to stay the same. So that, one part, of course, have to go. Yeah. No, no, that begs the question. Sorry, no, no, that, that begs the question then, whoever comes next, if they are a Mashiri appointment or a Kenwright appointment, do the fans buy into the next manager? Well, the thing we've got to at this point because you, you can't sit here with 15 points from, from 20 games and, and do anything else. Uh, from, from what I can gather, and you know, we, we speak to fans a lot with the podcast and, and at the Echo, and, and supporters are willing to get behind the team. I think at the Southampton game, you saw that. There was a huge bus welcome with flares. The, the streets outside Goodison Park were absolutely packed out fully and unanimously in support of the team. And this was a team that got beat 4-1 by Brighton in the previous home game. So fans are willing to, to back the team. But in the same breath, I still think unless there are changes at ownership level and changes at board level, then fans will continue to protest and will continue to protest peacefully like they did after that Southampton game. You know, there were banners in the away end at West Ham as well. And I believe there's, there's more stuff planned for, for the game against Arsenal um, as well, which is obviously going to be broadcast. So I think those protests will continue. But I think in the same breath, the, the, the welcomes and the support for the team while they're playing football matches and the support of whoever the new managers is going to be will be there. Um, just to end, Matt, I'm going to do the inevitable now and ask you who you fancy. I'm just looking at the betting for the next manager of Everton. Favourite is Sean Dyche, someone I'm familiar with. Uh, Marcelo Bielsa's second favourite, Moyes, he's still in a job at West Ham. Rooney, uh, Nuno Espirito Santa, the former Wolves manager. Uh, Duncan Ferguson, former caretaker manager. Yours, and Ange Postacoglu, Celtic manager. So out of those, is there anyone floating your boat? Not really, no. <laughs> Being brutally honest, um, I think the safe the safe choice would obviously be Sean Dyche, wasn't it? Um, in regards to what he's done at Burnley, he's obviously got a, a proven track record and maker teams shored up and solid. Um, I think in an ideal world, I look at someone like Bielsa and look at someone like Postecoglou and think that they would be good, you know, sort of long term managers for Everton who've got clear, identifiable styles. They play good football. They've got a lot of passion and a lot of heart and I think the fans will be get, get behind but I think the issue now with Everton is that they are so close to peril they are in 19th they have got Arsenal at home and Liverpool away coming up in the next two games You know, will a manager be able to implement a very bespoke, bespoke particular intricate style of football 
over the course of the next few weeks and still be able to get Everton out of this mess when the players have shown themselves not to be good enough as well. So it's a really difficult decision. Um, again, we don't really know who's making it based on what Farhad Mishiri said at the weekend, but I certainly don't envy them. But this, unfortunately, is just a product of the culture of Everton now. It's really difficult to put your finger on what they want to be in regards to style. Do they want to be a team that stays up and firefights every season like they have done in recent years? Or do they want to get someone in who's got a, a philosophy and a style and, and back them to, to do it? Um, it feels like, based on the, the situation, based on that stadium that's being built, based on the, the massive financial implications that would hit everything if they went down, that they're going to have to go for someone like a firefighter. I think, I think that feels like the the safest option, albeit maybe not the most inspiring one. Let's see what happens, Matt. Good to talk to you. Thanks very much, Matt Jones from the Blue Room Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.